So there she was. Her master had not long left. He'd gone to a wedding. She didn't know exactly when he'd be back, but she knew he would be back because he'd promised that, she'd be, that he'd be back. And he always kept his promises. She knew that about him, and she'd known him long enough to know that that was his character, and that's who he was. You see, he wasn't like other masters. This was a master that was completely good, always good. When she was with him, she knew who she was. When she was with him, she knew that she really was cared for, that she was treasured. He was a really good master. And so she would do anything he asked her to do and go anywhere he asked her to go. And so when he left to go for the wedding, she knew that he was going to come back. And so she just wanted to be prepared and ready. Ready when he came back. Ready to to go anywhere or do anything that he said. Because she fully trusted her master. He was such a good master. And so to be ready, she put on her apron, smoothed out the creases, made sure she was presentable. She had uncomfortable shoes in case she was going to need to go somewhere all of a sudden. She made sure that she had a light with her, a torch, because she didn't know if he was going to come back in the day or the night even. And she wanted to make sure that she was ready. She placed the tablecloth on the table. Again, smoothed out the creases. Spread out some biscuits on a plate. Made them into one of those circles that goes round and round, all neat. A jug of some juice and a clean, polished glass. She rearranged them a bit. How should they be? to be just ready, to make sure everything's ready. And when she was happy with what she had prepared, she started to watch and look. She looked first out of the window. Was that him over there? Is he, was he coming? No, it wasn't him yet. We arranged the biscuits a little. She watched her own watch. He'd be back soon. He'd promised he was coming. And he's such a good master. She could really trust him. It was starting to get a little bit later in the day. So she just clicked the light on. She looked again at the window. Not a soul. Nobody out there yet. So she paced a bit. Checked her fingernails. Checked her messages on her phone. Back to the window. Is he coming? No, he's not here yet. Just rearrange that jug and that glass again. But then she realised she was actually quite thirsty herself. It won't hurt if she has a drink. She wants to be ready. So she pours herself 
a cup. Accidentally spills a bit. Uses her apron just to scrub it off a bit and drinks the drink. He's still not here, but he is going to come because he said he'd come. Didn't he? Isn't, isn't he coming? He is, he is coming because he said he'd come and he's such a good master. She looks at her watch again and realises she's really hungry. So she just takes a seat at the table, eats a biscuit, a few crumbs, move on to the table and just crumble down. All the while she keeps looking and pacing and looking and sitting and eating another biscuit and having another sip of drink. He did say he was coming back, didn't he? He did say he was going to come. She's beginning to feel tired. And as she sits in the chair, she can feel her eyelids getting heavy. Heavier and heavier. Is he going to come? And then she's asleep. It's been a long day, getting ready, waiting. She's awoken by a knock at the door. She suddenly comes to and realises crumbs, spills, all creased. Oh, not really with it. And oh, the battery's run out in the light. Can't even see to tidy any of it up. And he's here. And I'm not ready. What am I going to do? In the reading we heard this morning, Jesus talks about the time when he's going to come back, his second coming. And he uses a story to tell us to be ready for him. Whenever, wherever, however. Jesus says this, be dressed, ready for service. In some translations, it's um, gird your loins, you know, you've got to get your, your robes tucked up so you're ready to run. It, we might think of it as like pulling up your sleeves so you're ready for action. And keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Now, in the story I told you, the girl is getting ready for her master by preparing a table, as well as preparing herself. She's preparing a bit of a feast, ready to serve him. But what does it mean for us in our lives today to be ready? Because the Bible speaks to us through history, and it speaks to us right now. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. I wonder what that means for us in 2022, right now, in the situations we're in, to be ready for him. We can all make decisions and we can all get ready. Ready to serve God, alert, close, tuned in, anticipating his return. But the tough bit and the part that the girl missed was staying ready, remaining 
ready, living ready. Ready to open the door immediately. Because when we have to wait, we can easily become weary. And our readiness can begin to unravel. I think that short accounts really applies here because we all, our readiness does unravel at times and so we have to continually stay ready. And so acknowledging it and getting ready again and again and again and again is necessary. But the difference with us and the girl in the story is that her master had left and she was alone. She was alone in her waiting. But we are not alone. We are not alone as we get ready. We are not alone in staying ready. And that is because the Spirit dwells in us. In John 14, we are told about how God abides in us. The Spirit is given to us as a comforter, as a guide, to remind us of all the things that Jesus is and says and does. And so we can receive his comfort and his guidance and his constant reminder of the prize, of the one, of the purpose of why we're running this race, which you'll hear more about next week, of what we're waiting for, of who we're waiting for. We're not alone. His presence dwells in us. And so in all the amazing ways that we can ready ourselves, so we are seen and found ready, and staying ready, it's possible because if we look within, we know that we find the Lord there because his spirit makes it possible. He dwells in us. We are never alone. It is in his presence that we remember his promises, that we feel encouraged, that we remember who he is. But we remember what the truth really is among all the distractions. That we remember who everyone else is when we see people that need help and service. The key to waiting well is knowing that whatever our wait, whether we're thinking about waiting for Jesus to come again, or if we're waiting for exam results, waiting for medical test results, if we're waiting to find out some news, if we're waiting in anticipation, if we're waiting, 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 we never wait alone when we wait in his presence. And it is available to us wherever we are, wherever we go, however wherever, because he dwells in us. Let's think of the story a different way now. I'm going to close with this story. 
You can close your eyes again if you want to. You can draw it. You can just picture it in your mind. There's a girl. She's a servant. Her master's gone to a wedding. And she wants to be ready for him because he's not like other masters. He's so good. So she puts on an apron, smooths it out, makes sure her hair's tied back and neat, comfortable shoes on, sets the table. Everything is just so. Everything is ready. And she waits. Is he coming? Is he there yet? Is that him on the horizon? Oh, no, it's someone else. But she knows he's coming because he can be trusted. She's heard him before. She's seen him before. He always does what he says he'll do. And she's, she's got these things written down. So she opens the book and she reads the promises. And it spurs her on in her waiting. It speaks to her afresh every time she reads over those promises. He's coming. He's going to come back. He will. He said he will. He's always true. She talks to a friend for encouragement. Calls them. Oh, struggling with this waiting. I know he's coming. I don't know if it's going to be day or night, but I know he's coming. And so her friend says, oh yeah, I've been exactly where you are. Let me remind you who your master is. Let me remind you who you are because of what your master has said about you. And she also remembered times when she'd had a wobble before and he'd come through for her. She relived that story in her mind and in her heart. She even spoke bits of it aloud. As the lights went down, she just checked the little light that she had, made sure that the batteries were, were working. It was a bit dim, so she put some fresh ones in. She waited, reading those promises, standing on the truth, drawing closer to the truth of who her master really was. And then she opens the door and in he comes, and she's ready. She's ready to serve him a drink, give him something to eat, make sure he sits down, take his, his cloak from him. And he comes in, and he takes an apron, and he puts it on. And he says to her, sit down. Let me get you something to eat. Let me pour you a drink. Let me take care of you. I'm here. For all of us, waiting can be uncomfortable. And it can be hard to stay alert and ready in waiting. But when we know his presence is with us, it sustains us. It means that we can be ready for anything he says, anywhere he calls us, anything he asks us to do. 
Verse 37 of Luke 12. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward daybreak. So I want to encourage all of us. Let's be ready and let's stay ready in his presence. Amen.